politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. I'm not going to sit back and let some bill pass in the middle of the night. I'm not going to let them continue to do this runaway spending. The House's top Republican, Kevin McCarthy, who has made it clear he wants the new GOP majority in the House to stand up to the policies of Democrats and President Biden. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and McCarthy wants to do that as the new House Speaker, succeeding House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the longtime Democratic leader. But before he can do that, he has to be elected by the full House. And there are still questions about whether he can secure the 218 votes he needs for a majority. He can only afford to lose four votes out of the 222 Republicans when the vote takes place on Tuesday. More than four Republicans have indicated opposition to McCarthy or have said they won't commit to him until he agrees to various conditions. For his part, McCarthy has been working hard to get the support of the party's most conservative members who belong to the House Freedom Caucus. His final floor speech of the year was an effort to do that, taking a hard line against Democrats and the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill for this fiscal year. You want to know why we have inflation, the highest it's been in 41 years? You won the majority, and you wasted it, and you spent too much, and you harmed the American public. The worst thing any government could do to its public is bring inflation. And that's exactly what you're continuing. The legislation, which passed on a largely party-line vote, was signed into law this week by President Biden. McCarthy, meanwhile, has been speaking with members of the Republican conference and trying to get the votes he'll need to become speaker. One of the several rule changes sought by conservatives is one that would greatly undermine the power of the new speaker. Members of the House Freedom Caucus want a single lawmaker to be able to make a motion to vacate the speaker's chair. That effectively means any lawmaker upset with the speaker could make a motion for a vote to get rid of him. There are reportedly various proposals floating around that would increase the number of lawmakers required for such a vote. Under current rules, the majority of the House GOP would be needed for the motion to vacate the Speaker's chair. If McCarthy is not voted in on the first ballot, there could be a floor fight for Speaker. That would mark the first time that's happened in nearly 100 years. Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs, a member of the House Freedom Caucus, has also said he's seeking the Speakership. If McCarthy isn't elected on the first ballot, votes will continue until he or someone else gets the necessary 218 votes. It's the first order of business for the new House, and nothing else can be done until that takes place. Back in 1855, lawmakers had to take 133 votes before a speaker was chosen. That only happened because the House approved a rule change so that a plurality rather than a majority could vote the speaker in. McCarthy has pointed out to fellow Republicans that they won't be able to use their power as the new leaders of committees until he's elected. GOP lawmakers have made it clear they plan to investigate a wide range of issues now that they'll have power. Kentucky Republican James Comer will chair the House Oversight and Reform Committee and recently touched on several of them. All the COVID money that was spent is going to be a priority for the House Oversight Committee. We're also going to have a huge interest in the debacle at the southern border. We're concerned about some of the decisions that have been made at the top. Other hearings that's been in the news, we talk about the Biden family influence peddling investigation. There are a whole lot of media outlets that have blown this off and they say this is the Hunter Biden laptop investigation. That is not true. And let me be very clear. This is an investigation of the President of the United States to determine 
whether or not he and his administration is compromised because of the millions and millions of dollars that they have received from our adversaries in China, Russia, Ukraine, and even the Middle East. That's a very different set of priorities than Democrats have had. Democrats in the House will now be in the minority and have a new set of leaders. The top Democrat will be New York Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, who's been the head of the Democratic Caucus. From the very beginning, we have been determined in this Congress to get big things done for everyday Americans, to fight for lower costs, better paying jobs, and safer communities. And that is actually what we have done in this Congress, laying a strong foundation to build upon the work that needs to be done in the future. We will continue to fight to make life better for everyday Americans. Many everyday Americans had rough holiday travels due to bad weather and a major meltdown of operations involving Southwest Airlines, which canceled thousands of flights. My WTOP colleague, reporter Luke Lukert, caught up with tired and exasperated travelers at Reagan National Airport. Wajahat Ali spent the last hours of his marathon trip looking through rows and rows of luggage here at Reagan National. His bags flew home from Orlando, he and his family did not. We just finished a 14-hour drive from Orlando. I dropped off my family at home in D.C. and then had to rush back. He was one of thousands of passengers affected by canceled flights in and out of the D.C. area through Southwest. As he left, he raised his coffee to the employees who helped find his bags. I don't blame them. I said thank you for your work. It's the leadership that has to do better of Southwest. Denise Thompson had two days of canceled flights and finally booked with another airline. I don't understand how Southwest had so many cancellations and other airlines didn't have as many. Members of Congress are concerned about the same issue and vowing to make sure travelers get refunds and compensation for what they've gone through. The chair of the Senate Committee on Commerce, Science and Transportation, Maria Cantwell, says her panel will be looking into the causes of the travel disruptions and the impact on consumers. While 2022 ended on a bad note for many who were unable to see loved ones or left stranded in airports over the holidays, 2023 will soon be here. And here's hoping that you and your family and friends have a happy and better new year. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill.